Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everybody. It is Matthew Paul Lissy, along with Suns Geek tonight. After the Suns do fall to the Nuggets, one nineteen to one eleven. Oh my God! I had the Suns actually winning the game. Let me take that away. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so if you did not see the game, the Suns actually did lose one nineteen to one eleven. I gave them the the win, but it was kind of a moral victory, right, Suns Geek? A little bit, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe just a little. <laughs> You know what? These kind of things happen after a loss. You know, we're going to make some technical errors. You know, the content creators that we are. Uh, but, you know, frustrating loss. And we're, we're definitely going to dive into it. It was a frustrating loss. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't think I've ever done that before. But, you know, I, I think deep down inside my nephew Hayden, always a shout out to him. Like, I told him, I'm like, this is actually kind of fun because we'll talk about Nurk and his dominant performance. Oh, yeah. uh, it's fun in that way where we kind of saw a different kind of Nurk. And, uh, you know, Katie going cold, of course, really cost us the game. That was really a big thing. But Jokic just kind of held to his own a little bit uh, in the second half. Suns made a run, just came up short. Um, tonight, we will be talking a lot about Kevin Durant going cold and Nurk. Um, but a lot of other guys stepped up tonight. So Suns did lose, but here's the f- here's the real score. Ready? There you go. Here there you go. 119 to 111. I know it doesn't look as good. But it is the truth, and the truth does matter. Here on Sun's Jam Session, uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We will read them live here on the podcast. And Sun's Geek, tonight, before we get into things, do you have something to drink? I do have something, and that's a little interesting, but I'll let you go first if you have anything that you want to crack open before we start. (sighs) Well, you and I were talking backstage. I was pretty frustrated by that Raptors loss, and we'll talk about it later. But uh, because of that and because of this loss tonight, I think I got to go with the good old Budweiser, man. I need something a little to lift my spirits up just a little bit, you know? <laughs> but don't worry. Me I got a water. Don't worry. I'm being oh, responsible. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, I love Budweiser. I'm a big too, Budweiser man. guy. I love it. Um, I switched over to Bud Light because they don't use corn. But now I'm just stuck <laughs> with the Bud Light and Budweiser taste in my mouth. Yeah. I never liked it as a kid. Uh, when I was eight years old, but now I do have <laughs> the taste buds for some Bud Light. Um, so tonight I'm actually switching up a little bit. So I got a diet um, or not. A, yeah, it's a diet Pepsi right here. Nice, man. If I can find the camera that's right in front of me. So the diet Pepsi, I'm going to go ahead and just I'm going to crack it open. Yeah. And I'm going to pour it in this cup. All right. So this right, is going to take right. a second. I'm not right. hitting. Take the. Your time. We're not starting yet. <laughs> if you jamsters don't hold, just wait a second. I know He's I'm got annoying some, sometimes. Some over here. He's got something brewing. I got something brewing. So the next step, though, is going to be a little bit of THC. All right. This is just it's a little it's not going to get too crazy. All right. I swear. All right. I haven't had any yet or anything. I'm going to sip on it a little bit, just a little bit. So what you do is you twist it open. And you pour a little bit in. It's strawberry. So not and you put it in there. So strawberry diet Pepsi with cherry mm. THC. You stir it up and. It might get a little weird. So I do apologize in advance, but let's talk some suns.
119 to 111. The Phoenix Suns lose again. And uh, before tomorrow's night against Memphis, they are heading into the in-season tournament tomorrow night. So I do have a question for you, Sunsky, because I haven't talked to you about it yet. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. That pissed off John is already he's joined and he is up in the media booth, right? Yeah, it's a nice and quiet up there right now. I'm trying, I mean, you tell me what it sound like. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah, the loud music, it's kind of gone. I don't hear anything. So as long Just as you're like okay, we're good. Tonight in the arena. <laughs> yeah, it was loud up in here, man. I mean, it was uh but but there was a question you're gonna ask, Maddie. I want to hear what it was. I was, but it was about the in season tournament. You know, I think we talked a lot about it. I was just gonna get Suns game because the Suns did lose tonight, right? We'll get into the specifics later. But I wanted just to ask him about his thoughts and how excited mm-hmm. he is looking forward to those games. I didn't want to send it save it for the end of the pod. I want to get right into it, but I guess should I ask you that? Or should I wait till you're gone and we'll talk about it later? I might never leave. You're gonna be here all night. Let's go. I'll be, yeah, I'll hang out. I'm <laughs> all right, leave. dude. You're not even gonna go to the post game press conferences. You like okay. to do that more than I like to do that. <laughs> yeah, because I like to be up and close, and like I like it when they leave one door and then I leave the other door, and I try to time it perfectly so I walk next to them and just act cool. And brush your hand up against theirs, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, easy talk, money sniper. We can talk about it. Uh, Sunsky, I was going to ask you about the in-season tournament. How much it means to you, and how excited you are really going into it with the Suns clinching a wild card, wild card spot. Oh, already shaking your head. Yeah, I I understand it, but I haven't had enough interest to like really read into it. You know what I mean, and look into it. And and I I do. I do respect Adam Silver and company for at least trying to change things up. And look, let's be real. It's all about ratings. It's all about numbers. You know, I understand that. And and I do understand they're trying something new, but I just don't see the vision yet. But do I hate the in-season tournament? No, not at all. I love the courts. I love the New Jersey's and everything. And I will say this. I was wrong about the playing tournament, so I'll probably be wrong about the in-season tournament. I know that's kind of a short answer, but I'm just, eh. You know, we'll okay. see. Once it's maybe like in effect and we're actually in those games, yeah, maybe I'll like it more. But and if the players actually play harder for it, then yeah, sure. But eh, mixed reviews. Okay. Uh, John, any thoughts on it with the Suns being in it? And um, I just wanted to bring it up in the beginning of the pod because it's been a it's been a rough night. So I just it's something to look forward to, right? Your thoughts, dude. Yeah, I love the in-season tournament. I absolutely love it. I'm the anti-Suns geek on this one. I think that these are regular season games that crazy sons of bitches like ourselves are going to watch anyways. <laughs> and it adds a little value to them. It made it interesting at the end of games when Devin Booker's banking in three-point shots that ultimately determine point differential and all these things. So, again, these are regular season games that are at, that are that have an added value to them. And because of that, I like it. Now – Obviously, had the Suns gone one and three, I, I still would have said, okay, I, I get it. I'm not as interested because we're not in it. But the fact that we are in it and the fact that on Tuesday we get to see the Suns for the third time play against the Los Angeles Lakers, it adds more incentive to be interested in it. Uh, but even if we weren't in it, I, I think it's a good idea. I like that it's uh, it gives a little excitement. You know, I mentioned it on a podcast previously. That weekend of like Thanksgiving weekend is 
Oh, it's a great sports weekend. And it's owned by the NFL on, on Thursday. Then Friday and Saturday, you get some college football stuff. But the NBA had value because on that Friday, that's when a lot of different uh, in-season tournament games, a la the Suns, mattered all of a sudden. So it, it made it it made it interesting. And that's all I, I mean, I'm going to be interested. My wife's asking about the courts. I've got people asking me how it works and nobody really knows. So I had, we had that going for us, which was nice. Yeah. And dude, what else is that? I love your answer, John. I'm, I'm with you on it. Um, I think that the, the Suns have a good opportunity if healthy, if Booker can be back because Beal's just never going to play this season, but when Booker's back, he can help this team actually maybe win that championship and win some extra money for his teammates. But tonight, this guy was super nice, dude. Nerkalicious definition make them boys go crazy. Oh. Dude, Nurk, tonight, Suns Geek, we'll start with you. I Best game of the season by far, by far. Your thoughts, man. Oh, my goodness. Dom and Nurkage in full effect. And we should have probably known it was going to happen because – if I remember correctly, the first possession of the game, grabbed the ball, posted up uh, Jokic, kind of you know got a little physical, scored the ball, and then there were just so many other moments where he just kept attacking Jokic throughout the game. He was aggressive, and also really just all across the board. I thought I thought he was pretty decent on defense in a few possessions. Obviously, there were some controversial calls here and there, especially later in the game. You know when you know what Jokic did with his elbow and everything, but. And I know he got into foul trouble and all that, but across the board, man, I thought that uh, Yusuf Nurkic was incredible tonight. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at his numbers right here. 33 minutes, 13 for 22 shooting, hit two threes, by the way. I think he got a little, you know, trigger happy shooting the three, but at the same time, he was left wide open a few possessions. So I guess I'll take it. But the fact that he actually made a couple threes was huge, uh, but he had 30 one point six rebounds and I believe two assists. You know, if that's not his best game as the Phoenix Sun, I don't know what is. And that's just the sort of aggressive use of Nurkage that I want to see night in, night out. And again, there's going to be some games where he's not. You know, sort of sounds like the Dom DeAndre Ayton talk. He's not fully engaged in some games. We know he can do this night in and night out. And if this was sort of a breakout game for use of Nurkage. I'm all for it. This was his best game as a Phoenix Sun. I mean, I'm looking at some notes here. It's, it's all Nurkic here. Like, there's a lot of good sequences with him and Kevin Durant playing off of each other. We need this aggressive Nurkic going forward, especially if we're not going to have Bradley Beal for a while. And hopefully Devin Booker comes back soon. But you guys get the point. We need this Nurkic. Yeah, was he making the boys go crazy in the in the stands there, John? All, he was making- all night long? He was making Jokic go crazy. Uh, that was fun to watch. The 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 big bodies just you know slapping around down there. Old school centers. Yeah, it was the the loudest that the arena got tonight was on those three consecutive possessions where Nurkic went right at uh, Nikola Jokic and scored six points on him. You know, one there's a flop that was a clear flop. And nobody called Mark and Davis through the elbow. Through the elbow. I mean, Mark yep. Davis had his head bullshit. up his ass the entire game. Uh, it was unfortunate because the Phoenix Suns, you know, played uh, really well tonight with about four minutes left in the second quarter onward. That first quarter and, and you know, 
seven minutes or eight minutes was just absolute dog pew pew, if you will, uh, especially defensively. But it was Nurkic's best. Uh, it was the Dominic Nurkic performance tonight, the way that he went mono mono and showcased us a preview of what potentially could come in the postseason or in other games against Denver. He's always had success against Jokic, and that's what you need. You need to try to throw somebody at him to just kind of slow him down. We know we can't. We know nobody can. We saw in the last vital possession of the game where Jokic just kind of picked apart the Suns as he does and then, you know, went right at uh, – went right at – Nurkic and or Nurkic was fouled out by that point, but it's just it was a, it was a great Nurkic performance, Matthew. You got to absolutely love what you saw from him tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the physicality he brings. My favorite part is just like when he still gets the ball on the three point line and he's backing down these guys night in, night in and night out, and it's like he gives it to the fans. The fans want it. They're like, yeah, go after him. And how many times do we like have players that really take advantage of situations? Or they're just excelling on the offensive end, and then they just go away from it sometimes. You know, throughout the game, it's like a guy's hot and he doesn't get the ball again. But Nurk's like, no, give me the fucking ball. Like, I'm gonna take him down. It's Jokic. I don't care. I mean, Jokic defensively, you, you know, it's not really that solid. But it's like I'm gonna abuse him and I'm gonna get these little nasty little hook shots over him. Like, what the hell are those? But they're they're beautiful to us. They are. Yeah. They're like just you know, it's like having an ugly kid. It's like they're beautiful to us. And that's that's the way his look shots look. I, I honestly think that um, his his passing with him and Kevin Durant, they are just so connected now. The little over the shoulder passes that get him in good situations, even though Kevin Durant couldn't make those shots at the end of the game toward the end of the second half. Uh, those uh, are he didn't just make any shots in the second half. He's zero of ten in the second half. But the, he made one, right? Or no free throw? No. Oh, okay. no, he he crushed it from the free throw line, but he was zero yeah. of ten in the second half. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. All right. Well, <laughs> we can talk about him next if you want, but just really quick before I get into him, I just want to talk about Nurk a little bit more because his passing has been great. Um, but he he just he makes sure that he makes the right play every time. Like he can just tell Kevin Durant, like, hey, no, 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 we're not doing that. Like he's the only guy I always see on the court that shakes his head. No, no, that's not good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like he's always just making sure that he's gonna put KD in the right situation because honestly, like if he's gonna mess up, he knows he's gonna get yelled at. And tonight, we're probably yelling at Kevin Durant. Let me find his freaking drink. Who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever played a game. Kevin Durant tonight, not Nurkic. Man. When he started off the game super hot, you're like, okay, here we go, right? He's going to match Jokic in a way where you thought it would be like a Jokic versus Durant thing. You didn't think it would really turn into a Nurk versus Jokic. I didn't really picture that going into this game, but it ended up being that. But KD, just if he just hits a few of those shots that are open on the mismatches, we win the game. Obviously, you can say it's a make or miss league, like he always says, but he was super frustrated tonight, right, Suns Geek? He was just, he had on his face. He was just like, why are these not going in? And he was trying so hard, but why not move the ball? Why not move the ball? If you're cold, that's the one thing KD does do. He'll just keep going at it, which is fine, I guess, because he will hit the big shot. But this is the thing is like when you're missing Booker who facilitates the ball, KD did have what, nine assists tonight? 11, which was great. 11? Yeah. So he had nine in the third, going into the third quarter. Yep. And then after that, I was like, okay, well, now he's moving the ball and stuff. But then he was just kind of selfish in a way. Not, I don't want to use that word to be like, oh, he's selfish. What a selfish prick. But like, 
it would have been nice to move the ball a little bit more. But then also, I'm like, well, I just want to see if these go in. Because if they go in, then he can get hot. So it's just like a sticky situation with him. Obviously, he's been a little cold as of late. And tonight, he was just super cold. Like you said, in the second half, didn't make any shots. Suns Geek, are you worried that Kevin Durant isn't that good? I'm just kidding. What do you think about his performance tonight? I, I'm a little torn on this. Like, let's be real. He had 30 points. You know what I mean? And I know I know people are going to be like, oh, well, he went cold in the fourth quarter, and he was 8 for 25. Shut up. He had 30 <laughs> points and 11 assists. You know what I mean? And, and I get it. I'm a little torn on this. But let's be real. And I hate to be the biased homer here, but that's what I'm going to do here. He didn't have Devin Booker out there. He didn't have Bradley Beal out there. And let's be real, Yuta, I, I believe Yuta didn't play tonight. And Josh Okogie was our leading scorer off the bench with 13, which I can't wait to talk about him later. So I thought he had a really good game. Kevin Durant can do it all himself. And in all fairness, I mean, Grace Allen finally started hitting some shots later in the second half and everything. But, like, I'm a little torn on this. It is an off night. Sometimes you do have to kind of shoot your way out of these slumps. But in this game against this kind of team, the defending champions, I think he should have been moving the ball a little bit more. But can we just address the fact that even though he did shoot terrible and he was ice cold in the second half and everything, 30 and 11, that is insane. By the way, top 10 all time, he just passed Moses Malone, one of the greatest big men. You guys know me. I love the NBA history and everything. One of the greatest big men of all time. He is 10th all time. And he's like a thousand something points away from passing mellow. It's amazing, man. Kevin freaking Durant. I just hope he doesn't stay in the slump too long. What do you think, John? <laughs> What's he's up, Kevin dude? Durant. You know who he is. Who gives a <laughs> shit, man? Okay, yeah. So he went eight of 25. At the back end of this game, who else do you want shooting the shot? Exactly. Right? The shots he was taking, they weren't, these weren't what we. You know, Matthew and I have talked about it in the past, and Suns Geek, I'm sure that you've seen it, especially early on in the season, that some of our concerns with Kevin Durant was he was shooting shots that were highly contested, double teams and highly oh, contested. Yeah. These there might have been there might have been a couple in the fourth, but these were wide open, you know, 13 footers, and they just weren't going in. That's what you want. That's the yeah, shot that looks. you want. Great looks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he goes eight of twenty-five, one of three from downtown, thirty points, as you mentioned, Geek. 11 assists. He had one steal, three blocks. He's Kevin fucking Durant. He has no KD or he has no book. He has no Beal. He's doing what he's supposed to do in the back end of the game. And unfortunately, a couple of them didn't fall. Oh, fucking well. Okay. It's the 19th Preach. game of the season. Preach. 19th. Preach. It's December 1st. Okay. The All Star break is two and a half months away. So, yeah, he didn't hit a couple shots. What's he fucking do? It's okay, everybody. It's gonna be okay. I I loved what I saw, and I loved the fact that you know, Brandon, you brought up the fact that he passed Moses Malone for the tenth all time in Phoenix, or, or I'm sorry, in NBA history. Which brings me to not really a good uh, trivia time, but it's trivia time all the less. You know what time it is. Trivia time. All right, Jamsters, you can play along at home if you're watching the pod. Again, thank you for doing so. If you're on the Suns Geeks channel, make sure you give him a thumbs up. Then head over to the Suns Jam Session channel and give us a thumbs up. And vice versa, if you're on Suns Jam, head over to the Suns channel and give him a thumbs up. Smash that thumbs up button. So here is the question that I have for everybody. Okay. This is a rough number. So by total, by, by the hundred, okay. 
how many players have played in the history of the NBA? So I don't know the exact number by hundreds. So if it's okay. like, you know, yeah, so 200 or 300. Yes. Yes. Like okay. uh, 1200 players. So how many players have played in the history of the NBA? 20,200. Okay. Geek. Wait, hold on. Can you repeat the question one more time? I apologize. How many players have played in the history of the NBA? 23,000. I don't know. <laughs> it's 4,500. 4,500. So you guys are way, you guys are way the fuck off. <laughs> wow. The history. Wow. <laughs> well, every guy plays like one year, right? Thousand? <laughs> That's if every guy plays one year in the NBA. Yeah. John, John yeah. Tran's close. He says four grand. It's 4,500 roughly. Okay, that's a. It was like just shy of that in 2022. So it's pretty close to that. But out of 4,500 people to ever play in the NBA, Kevin Durant is the 10th highest scorer. Preach. So yeah, did he miss some shots in the second half? Yeah, but he's the guy you want taking those shots. Period. Exclamation point. End of story. Did we lose? Yes. Do they have a two-time MVP who's at the peak of his powers? Yes. Do they have Michael Porter Jr., who's very unguardable, and Josh Coe did have a hard time guarding? Yes. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. Don't worry, Suns fans. We play the fucking Grizzlies tomorrow. And do, and do yeah, the, that's a what's, sorry, go ahead, sorry Matthew, my bad. I was, I was just excited I, after that. I was just gonna I say, do the Nuggets also have some great role players and great depth as well? Even yes. some of their younger guys? Yes, they do. And are they well coached? Absolutely. That's why well, I'm more have, frustrated about the Raptors loss than this loss. You have Christian Brown fulfilling that role vacated by Bruce Brown last year. And that was one of the questions that we had was their depth. Uh, but, you know, as you mentioned, Geek, their coaching uh, and a lot of these guys have slotted into those roles that were depleted and they're playing well. It's, you know, some weak, a lot of weak side ball movement, uh, weak side action, cutting. They, they cut nonstop, kind of like the Warriors in the mid 2010s, a lot of off ball cutting. And when the ball goes up in the air on one side of the court uh, from beyond the arc, Christian Brown's crashing from the other side. And that's just kind of the philosophy that they have. And, you know, it's funny. You look at when the Suns were struggling on defense, it's because they weren't adjusted yet to the cutting that happened. And that's what Frank, the adjustment that Frank Vogel made. And all of a sudden, this was a much more engaging game. Yeah, even like the 22 assists in the first half from the Nuggets – I know the Suns lost tonight. John, before you even joined, I had the Suns winning this one, 119 to 111 there on the scoreboard. So sorry about that. Don't watch the beginning of the podcast. I didn't mean to screw up that bad. But it just seemed like tonight, like the way the Suns came back and held their own against this, the Nuggets team with Kevin Durant missing every shot in the second half, the adjustments Vogel made with Goodwin coming in, Kogi coming in to help, help like cut off those lanes. It was everyone passing the ball. I know Jokic had the eight assists before he had even eight points in this game in the first half. So he was sharing the ball. Then he had to actually step up, hit some big shots there in the fourth quarter because he knew, hey, this team's actually going to – I mean, my team's going a little cold. They're looking for me to actually support them in a more offensive way of just scoring the basketball, making it easy on them to where maybe they can sink in on Jokic more and then he can get the ball back out to them because the Suns' defense was not putting any pressure on their perimeter and in the paint. It was the insecurities the Nuggets knew that we had, and they instantly went through it to it. But I love how Vogel adjusted to this, how the Suns came back. And I never, ever do this. But I'm like, without Booker, without Beal, all that bullshit, and then they don't have um, they don't have Aaron Gordon or um, Jamal Murray, 
I like how the Suns did match up with them in this game and the way that Nurk handled himself in this game. This has made it important in the future. I'm not saying they're going to meet in the playoffs, but by God, if they do, this will be a seven game series of where they can each handle each other and just make sure it's a competitive series. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. That's where my mind was. Yeah, they lost, but it's not the end season tournament. So it doesn't matter, right? Because the Suns lost a regular season game. I'm just kidding. Remember, just we kidding. took them to six last year. Okay. Even though yes. the Lakers had the greatest being swept in the history and oh yeah uh, of the league, and Bill Simmons like jerks off at night to how the Minnesota Timberwolves played against yeah. the Nuggets last can you talk year. About- you want more. me to talk about him? Please Jokic don't. Thing. Yeah, I mean, the Nurkic thing where he just, he glances over him. Oh, Nurkic will get hurt. He even said on his last pod, he's like, Nurkic, he'll get hurt. That's all he ever says That's all about he Nurkic. Says. Yeah, That's Matthew all he says. and I, this is a conversation Matthew and I have a lot because we obviously listen to the Bill Simmons podcast a lot. And whenever we, they talk about the Phoenix Suns, it's, it's Bill Simmons just like, yeah, you know, the thing about the Suns is, uh, yeah, Nurkic will get hurt. And now on to, because he doesn't care or follow us or even watch us well it's just it's a thing where it's like something's good and you realize that nurk is better than what we had with aiden but he just won't admit it he won't admit it till five seasons later on and it just drives us crazy because you can always hear the tone in his voice change once Aitlin went to Portland, all of a sudden Bill Simmons is like, I love Aitlin. I'm a huge Aitlin fan. And even Rasilla's like, are you kidding me? Have you ever watched this guy? This guy's fucking trash. Yeah. Can I just say one thing real quick? And look, I know it's just one Nurkage game. I know it was the best hmm. game as the Sun. But I will say this. I don't really remember DeAndre Aiton doing that. I'm not saying Aiton didn't have dominant games like that because he did. But like taking over and like especially when we needed him to and, and being that aggressive now, maybe a few games here and there from Aiden, he would do that, but I don't remember a performance like that. So I got to give Nurkic no. a lot of flowers, man. And like the thing is with Nurk, he had to figure himself out in this offense with Kevin Durant, with Booker. Now, Preach. of course, when Booker and KD are out, he's been holding his own, but it was just him trying to figure things out. Now that he's kind of figured things out, he can play his game, right? And this is his game abusing guys when he can. And that's just what's so beautiful is because we always talk about just how I always do John does how sweaty he is and how much he just fucking cares on the court. It means a lot to us because you just have to have that center that is that way and will step up every night, no matter who they're playing. And of course he wants to prove something against Jokic, but I feel like he does this every game and he put up the extra stats tonight because he could abuse Jokic on the block and get those easier lay-ins. And that's why he had the points he has, but otherwise he'll help out in other areas every other game. He's been just so consistent this year where even like the stat lines of the two, three, through two, and whatever, those are kind of in the past now. I'm just looking forward to him actually staying more consistent stats wise, but also just making sure like every offensive possession, he's either going to score, assist, or rebound, or even defensive end block. Like those blocks are really going underrated too. But Suns Geek, we'll talk about your guy right now. Okay. I know you've been waiting. Hey, And Josh Goga tonight, Suns Geek. I mean, this is his, I think this is his absolute best game tonight. He went on a stretch there where Suns fans wanted him gone, traded. And this has been a few games in a row where he's played really good, but he'll hit the side of the backboard and he'll throw the ball out of bounds once in a while, but he'll get you seven points in between, even out. And then he'll just kind of end the game defensively in a way where he's making those Okogi plays. You want to expand on what a Kogi play is? Sounds like well, it, it was just more of, 
I think we needed that little bit of offensive burst that he gave us when we needed it. Cause I feel like we were struggling to score when he started scoring because he finished the game tonight with 13 points, three blocks, by the way. And I feel like he was really aggressive on offense. I know he struggled a few times here and there had some silly fouls and all that, but I thought he was pretty damn good tonight. I've always been a Josh Akogi defender, especially when people are like, Kate Bates Diop needs to be in the starting lineup. I was like, wait, I was like, what about Josh Akogi? But now it makes sense because Frank Vogel doesn't want to have a fifth starter, apparently. Um, but I'm just saying, I'm a big Josh Akogi fanboy. Love what he does on defense. And he can give you occasionally some points when they are needed. And I thought that he did great tonight. He was really aggressive. He was passionate. He just got into a little bit of foul trouble here and there. Needs to be a little bit more consistent on offense, but I love what I saw from him tonight. And John, right before you go, Intrepid, this is probably the comment of the year so far. Josh Okobi. I love that. I don't know why we never thought of that. Unless you've said it before. I've never heard that before, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's true. No, I'm just uh, uh, <laughs> editing the, the game recap. Uh, for Bright Side of the Sun. If you haven't been to brightsideofthesun.com, check him out. Uh, shout out to Cole Futuro. He wrote the, the game recap tonight. Um, Josh Okogi burned a little bit early. Cade uh, Bates Diop was burned early and often. Yes. Did he even uh, play in this game? <laughs> you know there. what I mean? It was a no, coach. he didn't. Exactly. <laughs> um, and Michael Porter Jr. was cooking him. And uh, and then Akogi came in. The same thing kind of happened. He was lost on defense, too. A lot of his back cuts. But he's the one who really stepped up the defensive side of the ball with that four-minute mark left in the first half and carried it over into the uh, into the second half. And like you said, he, his offense, you know, 13 points, four rebounds. Uh, he was really active and was – those three blocks were huge. One of them was one where uh, uh, Nikola Jokic like bowled through, I think it was Nurkic, and like looked like he was just gonna have a nice easy layup. And then yep. Kogi comes from behind Bam. and snatched it. And it was just it was money in the bank. And this is a Kogi, and this is what we talked about, you know, and have been talking about on recent podcasts is the sheer fact that what he brings and the energy that he brings, even though he lacks some of the physical tools, you know, if he if the drive that he possessed was in Kata Bates Diop's body, he would be an all NBA defender because of the length that Kata Bates Diop has. But it's the motor, the calming nonstop motor that Akogi has that will always keep him in the lineup. He is just unbelievably productive uh, and brings in. It was nice to see him have a, a good offensive game. One of the challenges, obviously, is when you have your after your, your final timeout and you come out and you drop a play, the drawn up play was a corner three by a Kogan. He bricked yeah. it because that's Josh. Akogi. Consistency. And also yeah. I'm not saying Kata Bates Diop isn't athletic or anything, but like if he had a little bit of Josh Akogi's athleticism, Ooh, sorry, Matthew, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, I, speaking of athleticism, this guy has been athletic most of the year. Now, the last couple of games, he's been missing. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I feel like if he would have stepped up, we probably would have won this. Big crank 
Eubanks. Crank that song. Now why me? You. Crank that song. Now why me? You. Crank that song. Now why me? You. Crank that song. Now what? Banks. He what had happened? Six- what happened to him, man? Dude, I don't know. It's like he's a negative seven, obviously, but oh for one, he's playing so grounded, right? Like, he, I just remember Drew Eubanks standing tall and talent, talented, and just Amari? soaring through the air. So yeah, soaring through the air and just feeling himself out there. He was once the starting center for the Phoenix Suns in my own head. <laughs> now he's just on the floor and he's like playing on his knees or something. A lot of the times, I don't know what's going on with the dude. Can we solve this or is it, should we trade? It's them? easy. It's easy. No. <laughs> yeah, well, what you just did, Matthew, is you solved it. Because you made comments that he should be the starting center for the Phoenix Suns. And what's yeah. happened since then? Poop. He's, he's come back down to earth. But now you've officially said, should we trade him? Now he's going to start playing great again. Yes. Reverse psychology, dude. I'm with you. That's genius what you did just did there. All right, I'm very proud of myself. I just got my degree. And uh, Suns Geek, Drew Eubanks, you a big fan? Uh, yes or no? He's won me. Ooh, that's oh, a beautiful that's a look big at the room arena. You have, dude. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Beautiful. I'm jealous, How John. much you pay per month, dude? <laughs> just in case anybody was wondering where I'm sitting right now, this is press <laughs> press row up here. Because you're, you're, you're credentialed, you know what I mean? <laughs> who's on the court down there? So I was walking around last game. I'm going to steal that from you, John. I was down on the court. It's only last good for game, this game. And I was setting up to do the post game pod, and like um, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, and his friends were just like right there. I'm like, oh, dude, I better not screw this up. <laughs> yeah, some, some, somebody's down there talking. I think it's Dion. Gerald Borgay down there? Is he all set up? No, I don't see. I, I didn't. I didn't see Borgay today. There's probably still. Usually, it's like the 40, 45 minute mark at the pod when we're done and we can come on. So he's probably not out there yet. Yeah, but, it's um, about. It's about right. I'm trying to figure out who's back. They're like, I think it almost looks like Bradley Beal's chilling down there. Oh no, that's the family of uh, Jordan Goodwin's down there. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. So I was in the back, and uh, Steph Curry came out and was talking to you know Damian Lee and their family. I was standing there, kind of watching, but I'm like, what am I doing? I look like a freaking creep, dude. <laughs> so it was just for a second, but I caught myself and I went back upstairs. Um, but Sunsky, did you give your take on Drew Eubanks? I'm sorry, John was just I- showing us a beautiful view, but I want to get your talk on or your your take on him and also just. How um, Drew or not Drew? How Yuta didn't play tonight, and if you're happy about that too, because I don't. We can play Yuta's drop, but I don't know if John will allow us after him not playing tonight. No, okay? why would you do that? Why would you play Yuta the shooter? Is Yuta the puta on the but, bench? So are, I don't are have you, many thoughts on Drew Eubanks, so we can just skip to Yuta. Okay, <laughs> you want to do Yuta? All right, man. Let me let me bring up Yuta's really quick. <laughs> Yuta, the this is bullshit. He's gonna be playing this. No way we can be playing this bullshit. 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 Bullshit, 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 bullshit. I won't bring up the graphic, but I wanted just to talk about him. The only reason, and it was, you know, one second in, I'm like, well, should I just take it down? But I just want to put put it out there that we wouldn't have got back in this game if we were throwing Yuta out there. I think defensively, he's just such a reliability. And Jordan Goodwin came in tonight, really made sure that he played. He cut off those passes, entry passes, like in the second half, right? He shored that up for sure, but I was just thinking, I'm like, dude, if Yuta's out here, even they put in Metsu for a little bit, if Yuta's out here, man, this league's just going to 40 points tonight. So that's what I was thinking. But I just, I haven't heard Suns Geek talk about Yuta really and just, you know, where he's at with Yuta and is he just done? Because I'm I'm done with him. I think he's just completely 
in a Shamit zone right now with the Sun. Ooh, Lord. the Shamit zone. We're gonna I be like hoping. That. Yeah, we're gonna be hoping all year he has it. We're gonna be praying to Jesus that he has it, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna come. No, that's a Sun's great geek, right for Brightside tomorrow. The the Shamit zone. <laughs> oh, dude, games tomorrow though. You gotta, you gotta make that drop too, John. The <laughs> the Shamit zone. Look, to answer <laughs> the question, that, that's really fucking good. That's great. That's really that's good. Money. That's why I love it. I love it. To, to answer the question, uh, Matthew and John, it's. I think I just had a little bit too high of expectations for him. Maybe that was just the off season excitement. Cause you know, the new team, the new coaching staff and everything we were doing this off season. And we're like, Oh man, we got a really good three point shooter with great size and competes on defense and everything. That has not been the case at all. I don't even remember too much of Utah throughout the season. And look, it's a make or miss league. Like Kevin Durant says and everything, but man, he has been inconsistent struggling. And, yeah. and look, I'm not saying, look, maybe I'm a little optimistic here. I'm not saying he is in the Shamit zone, but I'm glad he didn't play tonight. Because if you're not making shots, why are you out there? You know what it's I mean? Especially, especially, big, yeah. especially with no Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, you should want to be out there. You should be making your shots when those guys aren't on the court and you didn't even play tonight. I hope he takes note of that. Just been disappointing, man. <clears throat> Nas, Nas Little just walked out, so he's saying what's up Ooh. to his family. Um, no, so here, here's what I got to say about Utah in the uh, the Shaman zone, which I absolutely love. So I was sitting right next to Kevin Hicks from InsideTheSuns.com. Uh, and we were we talked the entire time. Like I he probably was writing a recap or something for his site. And I'm like, sorry, dude. Like if you ever go to a basketball game with me and Matthew, you know this because you've been to many, I talk basketball the entire time. I fucking love basketball. That's why I'm sitting here. And one of the subjects that we brought up was exactly what Matthew said earlier. If Utah Watanabe was in this game right now, this lead would balloon to 40. Because of just his poor rotations on the defensive end, his lack of confidence on the offensive end, unless he's shooting a corner three, he doesn't have confidence. He's, he's been doing the Damian Lee this season, where if he gets that ball behind the arc at three-quarter or dead away, he pump fakes and he drives. And then he turns into Eric Bledsoe because he doesn't know where he's going. He's like a heat-seeking missile that doesn't know where the heat is. And he just drives in aimlessly. And if there's not a wide-open layup, which guess what? In the NBA, if there's not, he's going to turn the ball over or make a mistake in some way, shape, or form. And that comes from a lack of confidence. And then that is what is the sham zone, right, Matthew? When you have a lack of confidence, you're in the sham zone. And that's oh, what yeah. you want the Nobby is. Now, are, have I given up on him? No. We're 19 games into the season. He's going to have his opportunity just like – Nasir Little, just like Drew Eubanks has had, just like Josh Okogie just had. These role players who are going to come in and they're going to get hot and they're going to go on heaters. That's a phrase that I've been using recently. There's certain players who are just going to go on heaters. Why? Because this team is that deep. Because we have that many quality players. Yuta Watanabe is a quality player, but he just isn't. He's in his own head right now. There's going to be a road trip that comes up where he's going to go out to eat one night and they're going to have like a hoagie roll. And it's going to be like a Philly cheesesteak, but it won't be from Philly because they've already been to Philly this year. And it's going to hit him just right. He's going to wake up at 2 in the morning. He's going to have fucking horrible diarrhea. And he's going to just feel off that day. And that's the day where everything will kind of come together, where he's out there. And instead of focusing on shooting true through the basket, he's praying he doesn't shit his pants. And when he starts to focus on not shitting on his pants, 
everything else goes natural. And all of a sudden he's going to start hitting three pointers and then he'll start to gain that confidence. It all comes down to food poisoning, my friends. Yeah. Jam says, if you followed any of that, you know, I give you a lot of credit because I'm, I'm really lost on that. I picked up on the shitting the pants part, but you know I'm a little you, lost. It's, it's like when you are worried about things outside of the norm, you start to do what you're naturally trained to do better, right? It's like a golf swing. If you sit there and you think about your golf swing, you, you, you're going to fuck up your golf swing. But when you go out there and you're just not thinking, the whole key to a successful golf swing is don't think. Preach. And and what it's what we're waiting for you to want Tanabi is to go out there and not think on offense, to react and just be himself again. Defense is a different matter. I think that there's gonna have to be some opportunities. Like when we played the Charlotte Hornets on the 29th of December, that'll be a chance where he can go out there and maybe find get some confidence relative to the defensive end. And maybe from there he'll start to get more playing time. Yeah, and um, you know, someone that's really been himself is this. Right. Yeah. We all got in there. We got a little bit of a dance, but I didn't know Frank Vogel led the league with four techs for a coach, but both coaches tonight were just insane going back and forth. And I love that Vogel's that way, but refs on both sides, even the subreddit stakeout, Nuggets didn't get to the line as much as the Suns, obviously. Suns get to the line a lot. What could I say, huh? They like to play Finally. physical. Um, and both teams were complaining all game long, but Frank Vogel, four techs. I love it because if it's not for him, KD, I don't think would get the respect he needs to be on the Suns. Because when you're a Suns player, you don't get that respect you had in previous destinations. You just don't. Frank Vogel, I feel like, is a big reason why Kevin Durant's getting back to the line a lot. Because at the beginning of the season, I feel like it was an issue. Now it's just something that's more consistent. Even though I think Kevin Durant should be to the line even more, and he gets fouled even more than what they're calling. But Frank Vogel, I feel like I even said in after halftime, the adjustments he made to come back and then have the Suns, you know, come out there and almost almost take the game from the Nuggets was huge tonight. It's just, those are the things I'm looking at where I'm like, dude, this guy's like a real coach. I feel like, right. Am I wrong? Am I right? Or am I wrong? Absolutely. Yes. It's good to have a coach that will first off be vocal on the bench and not even on the bench. He'll, he'll get up on the sidelines. He'll get in the rest faces and everything. He'll defend his, and I'm not saying Monty Williams didn't do that and everything, but like he, Frank Vogel's more vocal about it. And, you know, every coach has their philosophies and everything, but the way that Frank Vogel really talks about basketball and analyzes it, it's just a lot different. It's so much more refreshing than when Monty Williams was here. And I know it's easy to pick on Monty Williams because everything that's going on in Detroit right now, but that's a subject for another time. But still, I, I love what I'm seeing out of Frank Vogel. I love what I'm hearing out of Frank Vogel. He just knows how to win. And again, you know, asterisk or not, you know, the bubble championship or everything, the guys won a championship. He's a winner in this league, and I'm glad he's our head coach, man. Yeah, I think what uh, two great Frank Vogel moments tonight. You know, one after that flop by Jokic that wasn't yeah. called. That was he bullshit. was fired the fuck up. He was engaged, and there was another play in which Kevin Durant was fouled. Mark Davis didn't call it, even though it happened right in front of him. Uh, and then something happened, a, a ball stoppage occurred, and it went to a TV timeout. Frank Vogel, and this was on the far side of the court. The, the foul happened over by where the ESPN guys – was it on ESPN tonight? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So over by where the where Doc Rivers and Mike Breen were, and Vogel walked all the way out because because right after the play, Mark Davis looked at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's like, dude, hit me right here. Okay. It's like, and there's one with Kevin. Yeah, and 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 you could see Mark Davis was just like, I'm like he he was like saying, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant kind of like put his hand at him and just kind of said, whatever, turned around, he just leaned down and Vogel was out all the way across the court. And he was sitting there getting the business and like KD was like guiding Vogel back. That's what I like to see is that fiery coach. Vocal Vogel is, uh, is a thing. And I like that because we're coming off of, and again, one of the conversations that's happening in the game, we're coming off a coach who was a great leader of men, was a great vocalizer internally. But externally, he was very stoic. I'd love to see what the statistic is for total technical fouls by Monty Williams in four years with the Phoenix Suns. Because Frank Vogel is fiery, man. And I, I love to see it. And I've seen the other side of that uh, that conversation where people are like, well, no, your head coach should be calm. He shouldn't cost your team points. No, basketball is a game of momentum. And those are momentum changers, sometimes for the good, but and sometimes for the bad, but mostly for the good when you're, as Matthew said, defending your team, yep. standing up for your team, because those calls typically make their way back. They really didn't tonight, and they should have, but that's what you want to see. I just, I absolutely love what we see from Frank Vogel and his affinity to orate his frustrations with the officials. It gets me fired up because he's like one of us out there. Yeah, and it's never like, it's never a bad thing either. He never goes too far. You know what I mean? Like he always pushes the right buttons with these refs. He just knows what he's doing out there. And sometimes you're like, oh, calm down, calm down. But like, I want more of it, dude. I really do. Cause this team needs that. They need that vocal guy. Katie, not too vocal. Booker, yeah, he whines and stuff, but he's not really a vocal guy, right? He's yeah. not. Nurk, Nurk, maybe. Maybe Except Nurk for is. tonight. Katie was pretty vocal tonight. And I love it. He, he needs yeah. to do more of it. You just don't see it too much. Yeah. But um, yeah, let me get into subreddit stake. But before I do that, John. Anything else from the game, dude? Like, what happened? I know you're talking the whole game, but were you watching the game? What what happened? Of course, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, well, I'm a I'm a talker. Anyone who will listen. No, I mean, uh, for the game, met up with Justin from Fanning the Flames. Talk was yeah, shooting the shit there. with. Uh, he was he was at the game tonight, so I got to see him and you know talk to Bloom a little bit and uh, trying to plan a trip out to Vegas if the Suns can make it to that in season tournament. Wow. Uh, final that'd be fun right next weekend matthew we can go live on the road you know wrote a, a podcast mommy for trip. some money mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i haven't got that big paycheck yet all right big youtube but, uh, paycheck <laughs> <laughs> yeah those big youtube paychecks that come in man uh just enough to pay for Streamyard, am i right um but no i mean just we're gonna get canceled <laughs> yeah whatever I, I've, I've been canceled like six times i think uh you're only canceled if you care uh <laughs> Not not a whole bunch from inside the arena. You know, again, it was it was great to see Kevin Durant get his 10,000th point. Uh, it was an engaged crowd. It's definitely a lot of Nuggets fans were here, but the Phoenix Suns fans, kudos to you guys. Because I, you know my you know my routine, Matthew. What do I do? What's one thing Poop. I have to have when I'm at the game? Poop. No. That you have to you have to do. What's the one thing I have to have when I'm at? The oh, game? you have to have um, a hot dog. Nope. What is it? Where do I go? You go down hot. for the hot dogs. Where do I go? 
Oh, Wetzel's like pretzels. Tribute to Wetzel's pretzels, baby. Yeah, I always Hell have yeah. to have a bag of Wetzel's. I don't pay pretzels. attention to anybody. Else. <laughs> when, when I'm at the game, and when I went up to you go up to the to, to the 200 section to get mm-hmm. Wetzel's pretzels, and there's uh, a bunch of Nuggets fans up there. I was like, holy shit, dude, we have a fucking yeah we're being invaded by Denver, and you couldn't hear them at all tonight. So kudos to you, Suns fans. Good. Keep the place loud. Matthew, you were in Denver tonight, though, right? I was. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Oh, I was the king tonight, wiggling in my boots, shaking and rattling, rattling and shaking. Um, I'm not gonna do an That's... accent the whole time. Oh, was that? That was like a New Yorker. Yeah, Elvis is more like oh. Yeah, I know what Elvis does. He does this little Uncle Jesse Katsopoulos a little bit, right? Have mercy. How's a curl on my lip? Do I have a curl? All right. I know it's stupid. This whole thing's fucking stupid. Uh, Sons Geek, I'm sorry to me to say that. So this is the best comment. Jokic, please guard Nurkic. Oh, God, I love that. I love that one so much, dude. Uh, we need Jokic to cook Nurkic in the fourth. Well, luckily he got him thrown from the game from that elbow. The one he set him up for in the flop. Yes, that super flop. The refs knew that flop was going to come. And they still called it. They knew it was coming, and they still called it. Uh, who hid the spicy pickles? What? I'm not, yeah, who hid the... Cool. That's what they put. Did they go... Cool. Cool. Did, Matthew, did they go... Cool. No. Hid, hid the high, spicy... I, I can't even say it. Who cool. <laughs> hid the spicy pickles? <laughs> Hard to get boards when you're not missing shots. Yeah, so that's totally true in the first half. Yeah, they um, shot 30 of 30. They hit 30 of their first 39 shots the fucking Nuggets did, man. Like, we lost by, what, eight points or whatever. They mm-hmm. hit 30 of their first 39. like 79% on 22 oh, assists. No, It's fucking ridiculous. Well, they thought... They, they talked about Okogi. They're like, Okogi shoots like 80% from three against us. I swear, well, that was before... He hit the side of the backboard. Kogi hit one <laughs> and he hit the side of the backboard. And he's like, oh shit. And then he had a good game the rest of the game. Um, and then, yeah, that's what they commented. Yeah. And then uh, they put, that's my center. And I was like, you know what? That's my motherfucking center, dude. That's my center in Nurkic. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. What's Hoo-ah. next, dude? What you want to do some jam star? Yeah, we got to dish out some hardware, bro. All right, let's do some jam star. Jam star of the game. Like, subscribe, rate, review, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. John will read it live because he does visit that website, whatever it is. I think it's applepodcast.com. Sons Geek, like We have his. one, too. Oh, do we? Okay. Yeah. You want to bring it out? No, I don't have my computer up, and I'm on my okay. phone. So no next worries. pod, next, next pod, uh, we'll remember that that I'm on if I'm if I'm here tomorrow. All right, Suns Geek, you can go first. Uh, who's your jam starter? Was it Booker, Bill, or Kevin Durant? This might be the one time on the podcast where I don't have an honorable mention. It is Yusuf Nurkic, a hundred and thousand ten percent, baby. Yusuf Nurkic, Dama Nurkic. Mm-hmm. Nurkalicious, make me go crazy. It's Nurk. Uh, is this the second consecutive game we've done, Nurk Matthew? Two-time Jam Star Yusuf Nurk. That's right. That's right. It's his oh, second season back to back for Nurkish. Man, we're getting prime Nurk. 
Bill Simmons. Yeah, he's going to get hurt. That's all he'd say about He'll this get game. hurt, though. I'm looking forward to that. You know what? I don't think he is. He falls I'm not gracefully. listening. I'm not listening. I'm, I'm not listening. I'm with you. I'm with you. What, 100%. to me saying that or to Bill Simmons? <laughs> to anybody saying nerd. Yeah, just don't even guys. talk about it. Yes. Yeah, don't talk about just tell, it. Us who, tell us who your jam star is, Matthew. <laughs> All right, it's Yusuf Nurkic. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, and jam stars in the chat or jam stirs in the chat. Who do you guys got? I'm not seeing anything here. Am what I a little lagging or what? I, I think Streamyard no. is being a little slow-ish. Is it? I feel like it is. It's been a little, a little weird with the comments tonight. So I think I had an internet connection earlier, like an issue. <laughs> Maybe nobody's watching. Maybe that's possible because when the Suns lose, the Suns fans are a little flaky and they never come through and watch us. I'm sorry. Maybe once I started talking about Wetzel's pretzels, everybody left. No, and they went to go get they're like, some. Ooh, yeah, they're like, dude, Wetzel's pretzels <laughs> on a Friday night? That sounds like a party yeah. for me. So when, last time I went to the game with John sitting next to me and he's just down there by his feet. I'm like, what is he doing? And up he comes with some Wetzel's pretzels, dude. <laughs> That's where all the action is down there. Whoa! Little sneak peek, everybody. Little sneak. Yeah, peek. I, I, I put it in my backpack, and I just like hmm, he that hides was a good it. Play. He hides. I don't know why he hides it, but it makes what, it fun. What, what I did this game is I went to the little lounge right behind us, and I ate him at halftime. Okay. Yeah. All the soup. All the supermodels are walking by. I'm just like, her <laughs> Like, who's that guy? He must be important. Um. Oh, I didn't even realize you had a hat on the whole time. All right. Um. Oh, yeah. I brought. I brought it in my bag. <laughs> that's good i like it when you're bald next game i don't have a graphic because i didn't make it um memphis grizzlies tomorrow night because the game doesn't matter it's not in season tournament it's just a regular season game <laughs> and they're terrible fuck up. memphis Stupid sucks man. booker booker's not gonna play booker will play an in season no tournament way. he will he will sit out tomorrow night memphis did play tonight you. did they actually win tonight i forgot to double check oh uh, they did uh, win they beat the dallas mavericks 108 to 94 so that, whoa they beat the mavericks yeah well mavericks they're just so I know. cold they're inconsistent but that's they won. their fourth win, right? I think so. They're not. Yeah. They're not good, dude. No, they they're not. They're good. not good. So this should be a Suns win. I just feel like, for me, what I'm looking for is just a bounce back game from Nurkic. Right? I'm just joking. I want to see another thing. good Nurk game. I'm coming to the games. I'm watching the games for Nurk now. That I don't care about anybody else. Um, but yeah, this should be a Suns win. I feel like I predict. Um, Suns geek, what do you think, man? Are you nervous about this game? Even though you just said it's they suck twice. Are you I feel like may, I feel like maybe I just jinxed us and they're gonna come out like on fire and we're gonna look terrible in the first half and everything. But in all seriousness, it, it's really just their injuries and everything going on with John Morant. Maybe they'd be a little bit better if they had some of their guys like Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, for example. But even then, like, would they be good? Probably. Eh, like, I'm torn on them, but. It's like you mentioned, besides Nurkage and KD, like I want a bounce back game from like everybody else and maybe Josh Kogi as well. You know what I mean? Like we need to see our bench guys step up. We got to be consistent. I mean, both teams are on a back to back, right? So it's like got to play mm -hmm. tough. We got to get that win. And if there's a game to do it, it's against the Grizzlies because I mean, if they keep losing at this rate, even if John Morant comes back, they're probably done, man. Yeah, their season's over. Yeah, it's already over. You could There's argue no it. Yeah, you could argue it's pretty much over now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Suns got to get right on this one, though. I mean, that that a win there will put them at twelve and eight, uh, which I think is a proper place to be, considering that only Kevin Durant has consistently been healthy this year. Correction: Nurkic. only Yusuf yep. Nurkic, yep. Nurkic has mm -hmm. has started every game this season. Yeah. Bill fucking Simmons. So. <laughs> The Memphis Grizzlies are are like I was before the game. I was talking to a couple people, 
And I'm like, this one, I, this was a loss to me. I didn't think that we'd beat Denver. Denver is a, a team that possesses organic chemistry and one of the best players to ever play the sport, in my opinion, in his prime, in Nikola Jokic, who can manipulate the defense, uh, unlike anybody we've seen in quite some time, and at the same time, almost all, almost always makes the correct read. So I didn't think it was going to be a dub tonight, and, but tomorrow's a dub. Tomorrow you got to go out and you got to win that game. Fingers I think that's crossed. The, yeah, because then you have three more days off until the Tuesday game against the Lakers. So Booker will not play tomorrow. Uh, I honestly believe that. Bradley Beal will not play tomorrow. I honestly believe that. <laughs> so you know he's being reevaluated in a week. Reevaluated yeah. means he might not even be back for another fucking month. That's correct. Use my language. Hey, but you know what? I, I say take all that? the time you need, man. Take all the time you need. Get that back straight. Get everything guess, going. Yeah. And I want you 110% before you step on that floor again. Yeah, you know, it's true, but I don't think he will be this year. It's just going to be one of those things. It's like, does it even matter, right? I mean, the way that Book and Katie yeah. have been playing with this unit, it's been looking pretty good. Of course, you want Beal there, but I'm just saying they look so good without him. Where Do you think? I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Do you think that the Phoenix Suns, if they didn't have Bradley Beal, are still a championship contender team? With well, this yes. complete hypothetical, uh, yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah, for sure, yeah, they are. Because imagine they're... if we had that thirty-seven million dollars, what it could have done to this roster. Yeah, I know, Damian Lillard. I'm just kidding. No, it, it's it's something we're always going to think of. Um, but I just want to see. What I keep thinking about is like, what if Beal does come back and he just plays for two weeks straight? And we don't worry about injuries because Kevin Durant, that's all I worried about until now. I don't even think about it, right? I don't even think about, oh no, he fell. Is he okay? I don't think about that anymore. So when we get to that point with Beal, I'm like, oh my God, we came this far where Beal's actually playing and he's healthy. We're not, I'm not even thinking about it. If that happens, what's going to happen first? That or Yuta getting 20 minutes again in a game? I, I think Yuta 20 minutes. You think so? I kind of had a thought about that, too, and we were kind of like, you know, picking on Yuta earlier. I wonder if he's going to look better when our big three's on the court together. You know what I mean? Just saying, like, the, the spacing and everything. That'll be everybody. He's got to look better. Yeah, they're, they're all going to look better. Well, imagine, yeah. like, those lineups where Kogi and Goodwin are out there and Beal yeah. or Booker's yeah. out there with them. They, they were out there a lot tonight, and the challenge that they had is they were filling up minutes where Kevin Durant wasn't there, and the offense was stagnant. You're going to have one of those guys always out there, and those guys are really excel not only offensively, but they can really zone in defensively. And that's where you're going to see uh, a lot of the vision that James Jones has for this team is when those guys are going to have the ability to always have a Booker or a Beal or a Durant on this. On the me and Matthew court. had that same conversation backstage, man. I said it's so hard to judge this team without our big three, man. But this this loss kind of sucked. But I was more pissed off about the Raptors' loss than this one. Yeah, and I'll say it again, man. I, I really, yeah, they lost. It sucks, but I really like this team still. I think the way they fought back Preach. was really big, but you just know this team has it. They just, they have it. And it's all about injuries and staying healthy with Booker. That's in Katie, but Booker, dude, that's yeah. the thing. Uh, Suns Geek, just really quick, alarming, right? He's already going to be out again this game, next game, and he'll come back. That's fine. But like, how many more times? This is going to happen. Obviously, you don't know the future, right? You can't see into the future when he's going to get hurt again. 
But does that worry you more than anything else on this team? And obviously, I think it should, right? You guys know me. I keep it positive. I try to keep it optimistic. But the other night, man, I don't know. I don't know if I had like a rain cloud over me or whatever, but I was super negative. And you know what? Unpopular opinion here. I was giving shit to Booker shoes. I think it's the shoes, <laughs> man. You think it's the shoes? I think it has it's the to shoes, be, right? bro. Because ever since he got into those shoes, it seems like it's been injury after injury. Don't get me wrong. He's playing lights out when he's on the court and healthy in those shoes. Mm-hmm. I think it's the shoes, man. But yeah, it's, I mean, again, John's been saying it the whole podcast. We're what, 19, 20 games in or whatever. You know, I'd rather have these injuries now than later. Yeah. But that, at the same time, man. If we're by all-star break and we're still having these injuries, uh, that's when I might hit the panic button. And you guys know me. I keep it optimistic, positive, but injuries yeah. suck, man. Just the transformation for him going into the season of him becoming our point guard is just the biggest story of the year for the Suns and I think the NBA. It's just crazy the transition he has because the question was just the point guard thing. No one thought we had one, but Booker is our point guard. Point Booker and like lives. the Ringer wrote, we brought up last podcast, one the best probably point guard in the NBA. For like real. he can be. That's why it's so frustrating because you're like this year he's just playing so good and I just want to see it follow through. Obviously, yeah, you want him healthy for the playoffs, all that. But this season, man, I just want to see him on the court and be like, oh, my God, this is so orgasmic and awesome. But, um, yeah, John, anything else uh, tonight? We got 30 seconds. Actually, sorry, 17 seconds left of the pod. Do you guys Welcome have anything good. else you want to throw out there? I got I got some final thoughts here. Um, What's up? So earlier, I don't know if you've met him yet, Matthew, but I know John has. Trevor Booth reported that he yeah, saw uh, Damian Lee in a knee brace. And I know he's kind of like an afterthought nowadays, but I'm like, first off, I wonder if he's going to come back. And when he comes back, might take him a few games whenever he does come back. But I wonder if we'll be like a little bit better with him on the court. Cause again, kind of like we were talking about with Yuta spacing, you know, Damian Lee's got that experience, but again, I hope he actually comes back. Also final thought here. I know this isn't a, 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 a magic podcast, but, uh, they won nine in a row. And don't yeah. be surprised if they make the playoffs. Just gotta say, well, I won't don't, be. <laughs> they they've won yeah. nine in a row, man. So well, shout out to yeah. the Magic. That's that's no. all I got, pretty much. It's lovely. You always can root a team like the Magic, and even what Halliburton's doing in Indiana. That's oh fun. Oh my god, the, yeah. He's it's the up. East. You don't hate these teams. You do hate the Suns. Never got Halliburton, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to end on a nope. good note. But he he's playing amazing though, man. Shout out yeah. to Tyrese Halliburton. All right. Well, I think that's it. I'm gonna say my line soon, unless anybody else has anything. Like, subscribe, go home and love your family. credit card bill.